Hello and welcome to the second opposition preview of the season and I am delighted to introduce you to our Preston representative today, Ben HD. Ben, how are you? It's it's a pleasure to be on. I've I've been watching you guys for quite some time now, so it's good it's good to get on the channel. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so bad. How are you? It's, it's an honour to get you on, and um, I'm pleased you're well, and I'm I'm very good. Although I am slightly nervous, as I always am, when coming up against Preston, particularly yeah. at Big Dale, it's always a tough fixture. Let's get straight into this, Ben. Life under yeah. Alex Neil, of course, former manager for Norwich. What what's going on with Alex Neil at Preston? It's, it's an interesting one because obviously he took over from Simon Grayson, uh, who we got promoted from League One with. We spent two, I'd say, solid seasons in the Championship with Grayson. It was back-to-back -back 11 finishes, but there was always that feeling amongst Preston fans that under Grayson, we'd never quite take it to that next level. And I think that um, him actually choosing to go and leave to Sunderland turned out to be a bit of a blessing in disguise in the end. So Alex Neil comes in and... The first season under Alex Neal, you could tell that something was building here. And I think that given the resources that he's working with at North End, you know, it's still very much in terms of wage bill, in terms of transfer fees spent and everything like that. It's bottom end of the championship. And so what he has done, he's got us knocking on the door of the top six, I think, in the past three seasons that he has been there. There have been, you know, some drawbacks here and there. I'd say that under Alex Neal, I'm not sure if it was like this for you guys at Norwich, but we are very much a momentum side, so we can be very streaky. So it, it it wouldn't be any surprises to go like 10 games without a win. And then on the flip side of that, just like that, we'll go 15 games unbeaten. So we're very much, it depends on what what sort of mood you catch us in. Um, but no, it, the, the overall message will be very positive under Alex Neal. I think it's a testament to him that he's been linked to so many other championship jobs. I think that whenever a manager does get sacked, I always get a little bit nervous because, you know, in the past, Stoke, very heavily linked to him. Huddersfield, West Brom before the appointed Billich, yeah. Alex Neal was the number one. So it, it, I think something is building here at Preston. And um, I'd certainly say in the last 10 or so years, he's been the best manager that we've had. Wow, that is a hell of a statement. And and I think deservedly yeah. so, Ben, because as you've analysed there, you know, to have one of the lowest budgets in the championship and to be doing what you're doing, because certainly the last couple of seasons, from my observations, you've been definitely knocking on the door of the playoffs. Yeah. Arguably very unlucky not to get in the playoffs, as you've said, consistency an issue. So do you think do you think that Alex Neal can can guide you to a playoff place this season or even automatics, dare I say? It's an interesting one because last season did feel like a little bit of a missed opportunity. We spent a lot of the top, well, a lot of the season really in the top six, and a lockdown sort of messed us up a little bit. We came back and our form just completely fell off a cliff. I think in the end we won like two of our last thirteen matches or something like that, and that was you know the streaky nature of you know Alex Neal, I suppose that we were talking about before, but. Also, it's a bit of a funny situation at Preston at the moment. I think you're playing us at quite a good time, really, because we've had several key players who are now entering into their final years of their contract. So last season felt, I wouldn't say now or never with that current group, but there's definitely a rebuild that's on the horizon at Preston. You know, mm -hmm. um, Daniel Johnson, as we're speaking, being heavily linked with the move away to Rangers, Ben Davis to Bournemouth. So... There's going to be quite a bit of transfer activity, I feel like, over the next couple of weeks. And that's, the, I suppose, the problem heading into this season, that the transfer window is still open, that things are a little bit unsettled here and there because 
if we manage to keep this current group together and add a little bit going forward, I really don't think we're too far away from that top six. Brilliant. And Ben, let's actually go into that perfectly, um, perfectly put in the room for me there. This track, this transfer speculation um, article I've seen your club actually release today. Like, what what is going on at Preston right now with all of the transfer stuff? I mean, that's got to be unsettling going into a game against Norwich City, right? It is, yeah. And there was always this impending feeling on the end of last season as well, because I think we were coming into this season with about 12 first-team players who were all entering the last year of their contract at the same time. Um, and probably our best ball players, so Daniel Johnson, Ben Pearson, Ben Davis and Alan Brown, have all got less than a year left on their contract now. Mm. The, the club has tried to be a little bit more transparent over the summer with the fans in terms of what's actually going on behind the scenes. And we would regularly update our fans now with those sort of updates that you've seen. I think that that does help a little bit to sort of calm the hysteria because you, you know the nature of football fans and what it can be like at times. But there's, there is a bit of an unsettled feeling at the moment. So DJ missed out on the game at Swansea at the weekend because of all this speculation going on. So like I say, it's not a bad time to be playing us at the moment. We've not signed anyone as of yet because we are a club who sort of needs to sell before we buy. So it's going to be a bit of a crazy few weeks of pressure and I have the feeling. Ben, uh, that is music to my ears. I can't deny yeah. it. There is one player, though, that I'm always worried again ab ab about coming up against, um, which is strangely your number one, Declan Rudd, yeah. of course, former Norwich player. Um, such a revealing, fantastic podcast when he came in and literally sat in this room right now and, and chatted to me about his time under Alex Neal at, at Preston. What do you make of Declan Rudd? And, and do you think that he'll be able to keep a clean sheet this weekend? Rudd is a really, he's had an interesting journey at Preston, I'd say, Rudd, because when he first came in, he were, it was a bit of an inconsistent year. He was out with injuries, so he was in and out of the squad. Mm. The second year, probably followed along that pattern as well. He was a little bit up and down in terms of performance levels, but last season, I don't think I saw a bigger step up in terms of someone's game than Declan Rudd. We're talking he would go from maybe the season before from five or six most weeks to a nine or a ten most weeks wow. <laughs> it was it really was i think it sort of coincided with a new goalkeeper coach coming in as well but that really seemed to raise his game to that next level it really was something last season for deck and, and another player that we of course have to speak about is jordan hugill of course left preston um did, did it end, didn't really end on good terms did it really and also i really want to pick your brains ben on there what type of player is he really? Because at the moment, of course, you know, we've seen just a little taste of, of Jordan um, in pre-season um, yeah. and we need to know more. So tell us about Jordan. Who, who is he really as a player? Jordan, I absolutely love the guy. And he was a bit of a fan splitter from his time at North End, but he was someone who I don't think Preston fans realised what we had until he was gone, if that makes sense. He is... A target man, but he's got so much more to his game than that. I think the stereotypical view is a target man, you very much need to play to their strengths. They can be quite immobile, but the guy's pretty rapid. For how big of a unit he is, he's got a fair bit of pace about him. So he is able to run the channels and things like that. I think that creative players thrive around him. So when he was best at Preston, we had uh, Aidan McGeady and Callum Robinson, and he'd just get the best out of them too. Where the division comes from is... I wouldn't say he's a natural goal scorer, 
and he will miss the easy chance every now and again. You know, sometimes it will take him four chances to put one away. And, that, and that's where fans do get a little bit frustrated with him. You know, I've seen QPR fans say similar as well. But mm. it's if you get the right players around him, he will thrive. And I think that with some of the creative players that you guys have got, I think he'll do quite well. I also He plays well in the two as well, but I'm not sure if you are really one to play two up top. Sadly like, not, Sadly yes. not. Yeah, at North End, he had a good connection with Shawnee Maguire at QPR. He did very well with Naki Wells there. So, mm. in a two, he, he can be quite effective. But uh, no, I, I really like the guy. I think he's got a lot to his game, albeit he will miss an easy chance every now and again. OK, well, let's get away from that negative nonsense about that. <laughs> um, who, who should Norwich be worried about going into this game, Ben? Because, you know, on paper, you know, I don't want to come across as arrogant, but Norwich should be winning this sort of match. That's with yeah. no disrespect to you. And Alex Neal, Declan Rudd, they'll have all the motivation in the world to get three points. But I look at it on paper and I go, come on, like man for man, we've got to beat you guys. But yeah. are there any particular players that you think that could do some damage to Norwich City at the weekend? I think that with the sort of game I'd imagine this being, away from home, we tend to set up a little bit differently than we do at home. So we like to be a little bit deeper and a, bit, a little bit more compact and look to hit teams on the counter-attack. So I expect you guys will have way more of the ball and it's going to be about those transitions to see how effective we can be. So one player I'd pick out, Tom Barkusen, very good on counter-attacks from that right-hand side. He's got pace to go in behind. I also think as well, I've got, we've all sort of built Scott Sinclair up this season to be the man for us. So we signed him from Celtic in January. and oh, player, mate. Great player, great signing. Yeah, exactly. He was a big name coming in. And it was quite the statement when we signed him. From January onwards, it, it has taken him a little bit of time to settle into the squad, but there is that feeling he was looking really sharp in pre-season. We've experimented a little bit with playing him through the middle as well. And I think that he is someone one of the few players probably in our squad in that final third who has it in him to create something from nothing. So a little bit of space, he'll look to cut inside and whip one into the top corner. We've seen that him do that a couple of times. So those two players on counter-attacks and then in the middle, I mean, Ben Pearson is the main man of this side. He is the person that makes us tick. He's a little pit bull in the middle, I expect, with all the sort of creative plays that you've got around the middle, us breaking up the play and Ben Pearson in, in the middle, it's going to be a really interesting one. Like, who who would you say you're playing as number 10? Kieran Dowell or Todd Cantwell or someone? Well, or Emmy Buendia. Um, oh, so, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've we've got we've got some luxuries at Norwich in, in that position. We really have. We've got we have got a few options. And as you said, it's going to be very interesting. I, I think it's cliche, but I do think at the weekend the game will be won and lost in midfield. Absolutely right. Yeah. Daniel Johnson and Ben, he was left out of the squad in the first game of the season. Why was that? What's that all about? Because he, again, like he's one of the players that for me, I would be like, he, he surely needs to be starting week in, week out, right? Yeah, he's last season, our player of the season, most goal involvements, top scorer. It is all about his contract situation and the interest that's coming from Rangers at the moment. You know, he was, Alex Neal was actually asked about it at the end of the game and he gave a very blunt answer. You know, the reporter asked him, can you tell us why DJ wasn't involved today? No. He said no and moved on. So <laughs> it, it, was, it, was very, it was very blunt and to the point, but, um, you know, the statement that we've released today of recording, we've not accepted any bids as of yet for DJ. So it'll be an interesting few weeks to see if he is involved again or if we are keeping him away for that impending bid that's you know no, no doubt going to come in for him because he is a top player and without him we are significantly weaker going forward 
does Alex Neal ever play any players in wacky positions? Because he's a bit. There is a bit of an infamous decision um, at Norwich where he decided to put Stephen Whitaker um, in that central defensive midfielder role, and it was nothing yeah. but a horror show. Do you every now and then have, have a horror show under Alex Neal? Um, I'm not. Every, every Saturday at two o'clock, it is a bit of um, a game of Alex Neal bingo in terms of what's <laughs> the starting eleven going to be. It's very much we'll make like three or four changes week to week. But the one example I bring up of that is probably Alan Brown. So I'd say most naturally before Alex Neal came in, he was a number ten, and probably the last two months he's been playing as our right back. So there have been a, a couple of wacky positions, but he, he, listen, he does a job there, Alan Brown. He'll play wherever he is, that sort of player. But um, yeah, there, there have been the odd occasions where I'm thinking, is he? Should he be playing there? Fullbacks at centre backs, another one. He's he's a big fan of having like a left footer in there. So if you've not got Ben Davis available, we'll always play a left back at centre half. So it, it it is an interesting one with Alex Neal and team selections, definitely. What I would say, Ben, to be clear, is I've got absolutely not like nothing but respect for Alex Neal. Of course, a Wembley winner at Norwich City, probably one oh, of the yeah. best in our certainly the history of my lifetime supporting supporting my my local team so what i would say to sort of give you some positivity is how good is it that you've got a man that's had that experience of winning at the highest level and um, of course it didn't work out in the premier league um it did go a bit sour in the championship but i would yeah. say alex neil has got the capabilities he knows what it takes to progress preston and i and i do think with the budget and, and type of team that you've got and the setup there he can definitely do well. Um, ben, do you know what I really want to know now? What do you actually think of Norwich City Football Club? Because it's always, it's always interesting playing Preston. And let's just pick out our last two fixtures and, let, and let, let's go through them one, one by yeah. one. So the last time, we took you to the carpet cleaners in the FA Cup. in the Premier League at the time. Adam Eager scored a hat-trick. But then yeah. in the league, in our league-winning title campaign... You, you absolutely. I mean, I watched the highlights earlier today in preparation for this interview, yeah. and again, like you absolutely bossed us three-one. We never looked like getting into the game. So, what, what do you really think of, of Norwich? Like when you come up against us, it, yeah, it, it is always an interesting game, isn't it? Between us, I think with the Alex Neal factor, there's always a little bit of something in it. But that that FA Cup game was was a very interesting one because I think you were coming in. You were, you must have been bottom of the Premier League at the time. I think you're on a bit of a bad run. I, I thought we could really have you that day. You know, we put out what I thought was a, a fairly decent side, but the, the team that rocked up to Deepdale, who I expected would be quite low on confidence, you know, from getting, you know, beaten in the Premier League week in, week out, that wasn't really the case. You still had that swagger about you that I saw you when you were winning the championship. You know, Todd Cantwell, Adam Ida, who absolutely tore us apart. Our goalkeeper in that one did have a bit of a disaster class, I can't lie. And the worrying thing is that I didn't mention before, Declan Rudd is a doubt coming into this weekend. Um, really? has, yeah, he, he missed the majority of pre-season and for our game at the weekend. He is back in training now, so he's potentially back in contention. But yeah, kind of Ripley and that does scare me a little bit. But um, yeah, that, that game we had in the league, that was the moment. Because I think it, it was around February time towards the tail end of the season. That was really the moment where I thought, oh, we're going to kick on and make the top six from here. Um, because you were the informed side in the league at the time. And... It, it, everything just seemed to fall into place for that game. And Declan Rudd, I remember, had an absolute worldie. He, I, I watched the highlights as well before coming into this one of that game. Mate. And oh my god, I think he saved the penalty as well, didn't he? Mate, he turned into he turned into Buffon. 
Honestly. Oh, oh, oh man. Like, like the North End Buffon. I've never seen, <laughs> honestly, not seen a goalkeeper performance like that in, in like a decade. Yeah. Genuinely. It was just unbelievable. And you, obviously we've had Deck on and I WhatsApped him yesterday. I didn't say whether he was playing or not. I assume that he is because yeah. I said, I would say good luck for next weekend, mate. But wink face. He responded, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I'm not going to lie. But two games a season, I want Norwich to lose. But they can win the other 44, just not against me. So, I, I, mate, he's he's up for it. And I think that sounds like yeah. he's going to be playing for sure. Um, yeah, I really hope so. Ben, do you think, and in terms of coming up against Norwich, who are you worried about in terms of our players? Who are you worried and, and who do you think that could cause some damage against Preston? Uh, with our current situation, fullback for in terms of Preston is an area of a little bit of concern. So Darnell Fisher's been in and out in terms of fitness and Andy Hughes at left back has sort of flattered to deceive at times. So tricky wingers is what scares me a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're looking into that Norwich squad. Someone like an Onal Hernandez, who I saw at the weekend from your highlights, looks to be, you know, I mean, he thrives at this level, doesn't he, Onal Hernandez? That pace and trickery about him. Um, Emi Buendia, is he in contention for playing at the weekend? Is he, like, in and about? Yeah, he was suspended for the opener, but he's he's definitely, like, Daniel Farker would literally have to be absolutely smashed off his head to not, to not yeah. you know, have Emi Buendia within that squad. You know, if he doesn't start, he's certainly going to come off the bench. So, is that, are you worried about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember him from last time in the championship. The guy, if, like, if you manage to keep hold of Emi Buendia for another season in the championship, it's absolutely like I don't think anyone understands it, but ridiculous. And um, I, I'm, I'm nervous about Big Jordan scoring against us, if I'm honest as well. I don't know, <laughs> isn't he? Hundred percent. That's a bet, isn't it? You've got to be yeah. score first or last, haven't you? He'll get he'll get off the bench with like ten minutes to go or something like that. We'll be chasing the game. You'll throw a cross in, and we just won't be able to deal with that. <laughs> Yes, please. That sounds delicious. And um, Ben, another pointer is that it has always been a closely fought battle. We've yeah. we've won twenty one matches. You've won seventeen. We've drawn sixteen. Uh, I, I personally I don't know how you see this game panning out. Before your score prediction, like yeah. what sort of, what type of game do you think this is going to be? I mean, because I, I I personally think that this could be nil nil until like the the dying embers before something happens. What do you think? Yeah, I think first goal for this one is absolutely crucial. Um, of late, when we do concede first, we, we we struggle to get back into games. And I think that from our game at the weekend against Swansea, we are absolutely hopeless at breaking down deep blocks. But my perception of Norwich is I don't really see you going into the game with that sort of game plan. We're much better on the break with our pace, getting in behind teams, allowing people to come on to us and then hitting them. So I think that this sort of game could suit us potentially a little bit more. But I'd also go back to our record last season against the top six wasn't great because of just a bit of a lack of cutting edge going forward. We are really missing a striker in this squad. Someone like a Jordan Hugel, I'd, I'd snatch your hands off right now to get him back. But um in terms of the sort of game I see it being, I think you'll do us over for possession and things like that. It will all be about how clinical we can be with those breaks from wide areas. So it, it'll be a it'll be a fiercely contested one, especially in midfield. So go on then. What's your score prediction? What's your head saying? What's your heart saying? <sighs> Honestly, head is saying 
2-0 loss. I think that we are in a bit of a bad momentum at the moment. I think that with pre-season being so short and how last end, last season ended, it sort of fizzled into this season a little bit and with the transfer speculation. But my heart says that this is exactly the sort of game that Alex Neil will be right up for and that we may snatch like a... I don't even. I don't even think we'll win. I'll, I'll say a one. My heart's saying a one-one. Maybe I, I just can't see us going to you guys and winning. I think you've got oh. to get quality in your squad. That is again. That's music to me. Is Ben? You can come on again. Thank you very <laughs> much for that. Um, and my my prediction. I I, I think for me, it's going to be a really cagey, nervy first half. Um, I would agree with you that the first goal is crucial. And yeah. I'm I'm going to predict we are going to steal a one-nil win. And Jordan Hugill is going to come off the bench and score in the 92nd minute. He is going to remove his shirt and he is going to <laughs> slide in front of Mike Neal. That's my prediction. Ben, That'd be heart, go, it'd be heartbreaker. Ben, before you go, matey, where can everyone give you some stick and follow you? <laughs> Yeah, so over on BenHD on YouTube, all things championship, really. We like to make our weekly score predictions and things like that. So, yeah, over on BenHD on YouTube, all, all that's needed. Honestly, I can't recommend Ben's channel enough. It's really good. We'll drop the descriptions down below. So feel free to go and follow Ben. His Twitter handle is there as well. So make sure you go and follow him. That is it for the second opposition preview of the season. And as always, I hope I see you all on Saturday night with a crisp, cold Estrella and three points in the bag. Cheers, Ben.